like all these great ideas get fired at you and you think it's for the glory of God and really it's a distraction from sitting at the feet of Jesus. And yet our society again, like I, I will always come back to this, we look around and like, we don't want to age. We don't want wrinkles, we don't want gray hair, we don't we don't want the crown of glory. <laughs> it's so countercultural to live this good life, to, to be who Christ invites us to be, to take hold of that wisdom, to enjoy that. No, I have good gifts too. You and your youth have good gifts. For me in the middle, I have good gifts. And those of us that are aged have good gifts and they're all needed. Elizabeth Hepburn Miller, and I'm your 20-something from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm Demuriel King, or you can call me D, and I'm a 30-something. Sarah Jessa from Las Vegas. I'm your 40-something, and I'm thrilled to be here. But also, over skidding in here with my hair on fire, like I do, uh, from Annapolis, Maryland, and I'm on the dangerous side of 50. <laughs> it's good, <laughs> it's good to, be to be a dangerous, dangerous woman. You can put that after mine. <laughs>
And as Stover writes, a big, bold thank you to our bold sisters. And I echo that thank you. So we hope you enjoy, and we'll get right into it. We know intellectually that we shouldn't prefer sickness to health or riches to poor or anything of it. A long life to a short life. Like, we're really not to prefer either one. We're to embrace like whatever we get, however it comes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I like the way you phrase that. It's such permission to feel all the feels. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that just so speaks, Elizabeth, to where I was at last week. I was so sick, like physically sick in bed Monday through Friday. Oh, and I'm sorry. Don't next be. Time, is that, send the prayer hands next time so we can be praying for you. <laughs> Girl, so many people were praying. And I'm not saying that like I didn't also need your prayers, but so many people were praying. But here's the thing. We had a huge event Friday night, another huge event Saturday morning. So typically an event that is uh, 300 women, a one day event will sold out. So we had two events. We had a Friday night and a Saturday morning. Same, same type of thing. Um, like same event, but just two dates. Cause, cause capacity. Um, and so literally all week I was like, okay, God, like I was going to rest and be with you anyway, but thank you for clearing my calendar so that I can be in, in full presence with you preparing for this weekend ahead. And yet, I was so physically sick that I couldn't meditate because I was in too much pain. I couldn't, I was reading the words of my Bible and like, they weren't getting from my eyeballs into anywhere. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. I was so sick. And so Thursday I was like, Lord, I know that you have the, the work that I have ahead Friday and Saturday, like it is from you. Cause number one, I have no business being on that platform. I have no, uh, like, I, I don't belong there and you've put me there. And so like, this is clearly your work to be done that you've invited me into. And so I just trust that you're going to heal me. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, Friday morning. I'm going to feel good because this is who you are and this is what you do. And I fully, fully believed that friends. And then I woke up Friday morning and I did not feel better. In fact, I felt worse. And then I worked Friday day for the Abbey. And then I showered and I took a nap and I got dressed and my husband drove me to the event. And somehow the Lord carried me through, even though I was so sick. I still somehow was able to emcee the event for four hours. I was the closer and I don't know what words came out of my mouth, but I could see on people's faces that God was saying something. Yeah. And I think in all of that, in the sickness, in the inadequacy, in these lessons that I've already, you know, thought I learned, there's another, there's more, there's another layer of like, if I call you to go, Will you go? Even if you're sick, even if it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to do it, because I want to sustain you in that. 
And he did what he does. And then y'all, I woke up Saturday morning and felt like a million bucks. Wow. Healed, restored, healthy. Wow. And did it all again. And the Lord moved and lives were changed. Yeah, the enemy definitely wants to get in there and keep you from ministering for sure. Yeah. Um, the Jesuits talk about like wasting time with God. Mm. And it's so interesting. Like we're so productivity minded. And I feel like this down week when I'm like, I really can't work. My head's a little cloudy. It's hard to wear glasses because the bandage and, um, So it's not like I can read the 20 books on my nightstand that I <laughs> want to take off the list and add to my Goodreads <laughs> book challenge for the year. Yeah. I can't really do anything. I can't concentrate on anything. Um, yeah. All I can do is waste time with God. And it's mm-hmm. just such an important time because it reminds us we aren't our performance. We aren't our appearance. We're not our health. Yep. We're not our illness. We are eternal beings with yeah. purpose. Yeah. Um, to worship and adore. And like here's eleven billion hours to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah. So good. Oh, it makes me think of what my grandma just told me on the phone two weeks ago. She's like, we fuss so much about what we what we do. We fu- we're fussing so much about what it's going to look like or what we do or whether we're doing this or that, the other thing. And I didn't know where she was going with this at all. It's like, what 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 do you mean fuss? She goes, we're supposed to praise him. We just praise him. We just worship him. Whatever we do. Why are we Why are we making this big fuss about it? Thanks for that. And I was like, thank you to my 90-year-old na- turning 91 this year, Nana, for like taking off this gigantic boulder, 110-pound weight off my shoulders that said I need to figure out what it is, the, the gift that God gave me to bring the world and the talent that God gave me. Like, There's so much focus on self and self-actualization in the glory of God in the new wave of the church right now. And like... um. Like it's not against any church, but every single sermon is about the gift God gave you. And it's like, I get it's trying to make you feel special, but it's putting this 10, like it's putting this insane weight on your shoulders to figure it out. And it's like, what if the next step, like what if the, the miraculous wondrous God has everything planned out and it's all supposed to be a mysterious miracle. And it's like the next step is just praising and worshiping him and he will outline what we do next. He'll outline where to step next. He'll outline who to reach out next. We just keep seeking his presence. We just keep seeking him. And instead of trying to like figure all that out, we behold him. We become friends with him. And we stop resting our relationship with God on trying to figure that out. Preach. And that, that, that's the biggest block to so many people's spiritualities. They want to, they deduce God to figuring out what it is their purpose is in this world. But because- look at how he unrolls things. 
that. Look at how look at how he's unfolded your last year with opportunity. And I wanted something so much different. Like I was like running in an opposite direction of what, for the glory of God, in air quotes, (laughs) what I thought he wanted me to do and the exact opposite direction. And look, yeah. It's so, it's so cool and so freeing. Mm -hmm. It's so freeing. I remember spiritual director saying something along those lines to me one time. He's like, what if you just allow God to place these things in your path and just let it unfold. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's lame. Like, it just didn't, it didn't compute. Like, who, who is God to be trusted to do, to <laughs> put all those pieces together? <laughs> it's so funny. We just get out of the way. The whole veil is lifted and you're like, wow, this is so freeing. It's not all up to me. (laughs) Awesome. Hello, friends. It's Miller here again. And since we're cutting and pacing this episode, I wanted to jump back on to give you some context. Stover was sharing with us her surgery and her healing journey. And we'll pick right back up where Dee is giving her some loving encouragement. So let's get right back to it. Yes. I now I've heard it twice and I have to I have to <laughs> I'm inclined by the spirit to say Elizabeth uh, Stover that you are what I see a warrior I think about how David you know fought the bear and fought the lion and how he waxed great and great after every war right he was winning battle after battle mm-hmm. but to think that he didn't come home with battle wounds and to think that he didn't come home, you know, having to have his sores covered and that he couldn't sleep at night and that he couldn't do all those things, it, it's probably not true. And I, what I see on this side is a miracle of healing, mm. that you are healed by the scriptures. It tells by his stripes, we are healed. And there might be some battle wounds in the miracle, in the miracle. <laughs> Um, but you are waxing great that um, and I, I we watched this video this um, past week at work and it was saying that things don't get easier. We keep waiting for the easy bus. It's not going to get easier. It doesn't get easier. We just get stronger. We yeah, just I learn how to handle way. hard better. Yeah. And so you are Thank a you. warrior. Thank you for that. That's good. That's yeah. really good. It's okay um, to have the right coping right now either like you're so you have every permission and to like not have to mask it with a motivational quote or anything like that I think sometimes like you need to feel it to heal it sometimes you just need to call it like all right this is this stinks I'm gonna lay back I'm gonna be in bed and then I'll I'll see the better side I appreciate how positive you are I just, I don't know, I guess sometimes I, I guess recently I've been giving myself the permission to call yeah. it like that. And it's so, been so freeing. I love that because like my daughter-in-law, she keeps messaging like, how are you feeling? She well, just had a cesarean, like a almost 11 pound baby. and was like, Whoa. running around like nobody's business two seconds later. And here I am like, well, 
<laughs> so I don't feel like I can be like, yeah, I feel like crap. Thank you. You just got to remember you got the, you had victory in that. There was a victory. You just won a battle. Yeah. You just won. Wow. You got a big gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm in yeah. pain, but we have this big gold medal. I think when we have babies too, right? It's like, I know I'm in ton of pain, but I have this beautiful baby to look at, you know, this uh, piece of joy too in the midst of it. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the perspective that you can just be like, not so great when someone asks how you're doing. Yeah. I, I literally, she asked me and I, I must've typed six responses and deleted them. Cause like, and then I just said everything I type, I erase <laughs> because it, it just nothing. I don't know. Nothing. I just couldn't. And you know, when people at work are like, how you doing? Like, I, I don't know how to answer that. So I just haven't got, cause I, I don't feel like I'm doing that great. Yeah. I feel like it was a bait and switch. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little unprepared. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's the answer. You know, maybe that's all I say. Yep. Having a rough one. I don't know. But yeah, permission to just feel those things. I think it's, it's, it's really um, good to hear because I think at least for me, um, I I never really had permission to accept the full weight of feelings. Like I can remember growing up in the it'll heal school of medicine. Like I would fall off a swing or something. My mom would be like, it'll heal Bethy. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it, it just is like, it became a joke. It became like this family joke that we may have had broken bones. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm not saying that they were neglectful or anything, it was, but it was a really like a buck up kind of thing. So mm -hmm. that's how I've always been. Yeah. And I feel like even a response, like if you need a canned response, I feel like if you were to say it's rougher than what I expected, period, but thank you for reaching out for me, reaching out to me, or thank you for checking in on me. It's yeah. like all, all you need to say, like, it's not false. It's not exact. It's not trying to mask the truth, but it's just, thank you for reaching. Cause that's, you know, when I think like, if I'm thinking of checking in, I'm not looking for you to tell me things are dandy when they're not. I just want you to know, I hear you and I see you. Yeah. There's someone thinking about you. You know what I mean? Like when I'm, th I'm thinking of like myself on the other side that responds like your, your daughter-in-law or others. And the, and the reason why I say this too is because it's so fresh in my mind. I just had a conversation with a friend who's now going on your, finish your two, now on your three of trying for a child and is dealing with infertility and has spent hookus of money trying to figure it out, doing everything under the sun. Um, mm. And she is super full of faith. She leads in her church, incredibly full of faith. And obviously everyone around her is like, just keep trusting, just keep believing, just keep whatever. And of course she is. And she's saying that to everybody else, but it wasn't until like it hit her over Christmas, like wanting so bad to have a baby either in, you know, growing in her or in her arms that she finally let herself say and like run down and just release and relax all of that mask and just like this effing sucks. 
and just like was able to go through the full gamut of all those feelings and when she finally dropped all that weight she felt like she let herself down and let others down because she wasn't filled with quote-unquote hope but really that's when she like said she found she really she laughed for like the first time oh my gosh this made me cry like for the first time she had like a deep belly laugh because something funny happened and she was able to genuinely laugh at it because that was mm. genuinely a piece of joy because she was in her genuine feelings and she was she finally got to laugh at something and she's like wait like for a moment I wasn't running at this high cortisol level that I've been for years and just kept that in my infertility journey of hope 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 hope, hope. let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going high energy she finally like, belly laughed at something and she sobbed because she finally like embodiment, the embodiment of those feelings. Like she, I don't know. I think that's why I think of like the Psalms as heart balms because it's like, if you can't feel the true genuineness of sorrow and healing and hurt and like, like, gosh, like I'm healing from something on my face. And I know this too shall pass. I know there's people who are, you know, going through other things, like whatever, but to be able to say that means that like when you are healed, like when it does pass, when you no longer are are dealing with this in a month, two months, however long it takes, you're able to feel the true joy of health too. Cause you're not yeah. going to feel that if you don't feel this right now. Yeah. Like the way, she, not, not that you're not going to, but it's just, I don't know. I guess I was part of this non-denominational church. So just like band-aided feelings like that. And you were looked at as, not carrying your weight or less than because you ran at this high speed of charisma and hope to create this atmosphere at church every time we went in. But like, I kind of wanted to go in there with my full feelings and walk out and like knowing God's still there, but like, I still feel like crap. I still don't, I'm still hurting. And I don't want your music and your atmosphere and your prayers to just like, make me feel like I need to put on this face of like whatever and walk out because then I can really see someone else who is hurting because I know what hurt looks like and I like you know what I mean there's so many beautiful things out of it I just feel like and I've I've found that I don't know I'm going on a full tangent now but like now that I'm on this other side of it now I'm like I'm so glad I finally let myself get to the end of my arrow I don't know there's my whole spiel I'm done promise this is such an important conversation. I I sent you guys an Instagram DM and I was telling it to Dee earlier because I know she was off social media, but I got to read it again. It's so funny. It's a meme and it says, oh, let me find it. It says, I'd be saying long story short and then proceed to tell the double VHS Titanic version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not me on the podcast, I don't know what is. I'm holding the sheets together so I don't pop stitches. That's so funny. We love that uh, second of it. So good. I mean, Miller's like came thinking through that, like Psalm 88, right? Where it's just lament, lament, lament. Like everything stinks. And this is hard, right? There's no hope at all. And like, I think that's like, it's in the Bible so that we know, like the Lord says, like, come to me with all of it. Don't polish it up and make it pretty for me. And that's what I want in my friendships. And that's what I want in my relationships. Don't polish it up and make it pretty for me. Today's hard. Tell me today's hard. I need hope today. 
Let me speak. Let me speak life into you. Mm, Or I don't want hope today. I want to sit in this. Okay. Can I sit with you? So good. There's, um, when I taught that emotional intelligence workshop last month or whenever that was, there's this, um, clip out of the movie. What's the movie called? That's all about the feelings. It's animated. With inside out, Inside. inside out. Yep. And there's this clip from that movie that I used where the elephant that was the, the girl's, you know, imaginary friend, Bing Bong or whatever his name is, the, the thing they used to ride in the wagon goes over the edge of the mountain and he's so torn up about it. He's sad and he's upset and he's like, how are we ever going to be, you know, things are ever going to be right again. And then joy is over there going like, Bing Bong, you're good. We're good. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to keep going. Every, let, let's just keep going. Everything's going to be fine. Put a smile on, buddy. Here we go. You've got this. You go. And she, you know, she's just trying so hard to make it okay. And sadness walks over and sits down next to him and goes, yeah, that's hard. I see you. I see that's hard. And then he cries and they sit there for a minute and Joy's over there going, sadness, what are you doing? Shut up. And then Bing Bong, whatever his name is, looks at sadness and they kind of look at each other and she goes, do you think we should go now? And he goes, yeah. And they get up and start walking toward the end. Right. And it's the, he's in it with her. Like she's in it with him. It doesn't need to be fixed. It doesn't need to be made shiny and new and better. And it makes me think of something uh, that I heard, I think from Caroline, um, this may be from author KJ Ramsey, where she says like, we can't go from trauma to trust or from hurt to healing on our own. That it takes the attuned, compassionate presence of another. And that's where we have Jesus as our attuned, compassionate presence that he wants to be in it with us. Mm. He wants to sit down right next to us and say, yeah, this is hard. But I'm here. Mic drop. Sarah, that is so yeah. beautiful. I'm going to chew on that forever. Such necessary words in a world today where there is a lot of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Me, you're quiet. Me? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking um, the part of that, the little, you know, sadness comes over. I think um, the reason it resonated with the elephant so much is that, or not the elephant. Um, The reason it resonated so much is because he knew that she had been through it, what Mm -hmm. what he's experiencing. And I think that, um, you know, our 
when I believe our own authenticity. When we share it with others, it allows people to connect with us for one. But then also, just like you said, I remember, and Elizabeth said it earlier, you know, Jesus did endure what, you know, what we're experiencing. You experience rejection, you experience being alone, you experience being the only one that can do something or, you know, the weight of the world. And the Bible tells us that he overcame the whole world. And so that allows us to take part in, in, in hope that he conquered the world. So not that we're not conquering the world, but we can, we have hope in there. There is hope in there. And so something that we've been doing with our kids um, and with myself is just not leaving the sentence hanging with the, with the statement of, I feel, you know, I, I feel blank, right? Like I'm, I'm sad today, but always adding the butt clause, which I made my kids laugh with that one. <laughs> um, but, but inserting uh, that clause that says, I, yes, I'm, I'm hurting, but there's nothing God can't do. Yeah. Yes. I'm in the midst of this trial, but I know God is a healer or yes, I'm in the midst of this. And it's not taking away the pain of it. It's not taking away the the frustration and the hurt and the, you know, all the things that we experience as humans. Um, but it adds the part that God is God is able and that he's present and that, you know, and we add that truth to it. And I feel like that's a lot of the Psalms when David is speaking um, and writing, he's he he goes through the whole list of you know, nobody likes me. Everybody's after me. They're chasing after me. I'm all alone. There's nobody on my fighting for me. But then he says at the end of the scripture, at the end of the the chapter, at the end of the sonnet, he says, but my God will never leave me. Or he says, but my God is able to deliver me out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but my God is able to deliver me from them all. You know, so that we always add that part um, because we're not supposed to we're not supposed to be in struggle all the time. God has made it so that we can progress so that we can be healed. That's why he died. So we don't have to sit in our, you know, sit in sin. We don't have to sit in loneliness. We don't have to sit in shame, but we, we can heal, you know, we can be healed. We can be joyful. We can have these things. Bible tells us in the scriptures, we can have joy again, right? We don't have to stay there. We can be in it. We will be in it. You know, we will be in difficult situations, but we don't have to stay there. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's that like speaking the truth to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Right. And that butt clause is kind of that like, let me rewire this, this neural pathway here. Let me, let me remind myself that like, yes, this really stinks. And God is bigger than this. Because that's truth almost like holding two things in the same hand or two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Like the permission to go through it, the permission to feel it, the permission to take up space with those feelings, the permission to, yeah, to lean into the feelings or to even like approach towards the feelings rather than cover them up or to really you're shaming them away with like this like positive like bright casting light that's like go away shoo shoo we're positive we got this like god's in it whatever at the same time like of leaning in towards those feelings or the truth of those feelings the same hand holds on the truth of god like 
You don't have to be opposite one another. One doesn't have to cancel out the other for it to be more for his glory or more Christian-like or um, I don't don't know where, like what I'm trying to get at here, but like you can have hard feelings and the truth of God in the same hand. Like that tale of two cities quote, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. You know, sometimes we can't really see the workings of the Lord when we're, and I'll say it like this, because this has been my experience over the last, um, however long this has been, um, the Lord showed me how I was, you know, I was walking into promised land, but I was more concerned with the mud on my feet than like the fact that there's milk and honey. Um, you know, and then the scriptures tell us how the people were going, you know, they were going and they went to go spy out the land of the promised land. And they were like, there's giants there and everything's big there. And we're just little crickets. And instead of thinking like, oh, well, maybe God wants me to like rise up and be a bigger person in this new land. Maybe he wants me to be great. Maybe he wants me to be all these things. And we're so caught up in our, in our mind that we're not enough, or I've been, you know, I've been caught up that I'm not enough that I'm small, that I'm, you know, I'm insignificant. And, but he, but, you know, I've been so caught up looking at myself and all of my own insecurities that I don't realize like there's all this blessing around me. There's all this greatness. He's, you know, providing all the resources, how he's, You know, he orchestrated things in a specific way so that I could be, so that I could have favor, so that I could have joy, so that I could be standing exactly where God wants me. You know, if it wasn't the fact that I would, you know, if I wasn't sick and laid up in my bed, however many years ago, my husband would have never had the job that he has today. We would have never moved. We would have never planted church. We would have never done that. I could not get out of my bed. I could not work. And it prompted my husband to look for a different job so that he could sustain our family. And we wouldn't be walking this in this evangelistic and missionary work that we're doing right now, unless that season had happened. Amen. Dee, I can't wait for your introduction. (laughs) I can't wait to hear more about that. Wow. One of your things too is like you spent time or you're sorry, go on. Forgot what I was gonna say. (laughs) The the time you're taking to measure yourself or Hmm. to measure up or to take the time to take those measurements, like the brain space that it takes to try to measure up and think, okay, was, was I was it enough? Was I good enough? Am I good enough? How do I measure up? Like taking all that time. Yeah. is taking you away from what really is the truth. Yeah. And truly, um, I couldn't see what I was, sorry, my phone is ringing over here. Um, I couldn't see what I was experiencing when I was in it. I didn't see the story, the end of the story. I didn't see the, the blessings at all. And I think when we're in the thick of it, we don't see the full story. We don't see the full picture. Yeah. But don't we have enough evidence that we have a trustworthy God? 
you know, that's like a little, it's like a coin drop in our purse when, when you go through that and you can look back and make sense of it. It just gives us evidence in future moments that, that God is a trustworthy God. So whatever he's leading us through, he's with us in it and there's purpose in it and mm -hmm. promise in it. And that all things work mm -hmm. for good for those who love him. It's, it's such, it's such a miracle. Yeah. So hope filled. I think where that gets sticky is like, as you said, all things work for the good of those who love him. And we know this, I mean, probably anybody that's been a believer for, you know, even a little bit of time, that's one of the first verses that we memorize and learn, right? Cause it's so applicable. Cause there's all the kinds of things that we're like, uh, God, I don't see it, but you're going to have to use it. Like make this work for my good. Like we want that. And yet where it gets sticky is that we forget that when, when we say he works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God's idea of good is not always the same as my idea of good, right? Like scripture tells us his ways are higher than ours. We're not going to understand. Like when Jesus tells the man in the street that comes to him and says like, master, master, I can't remember what he asked Jesus, but Jesus tells him, um, you know, thou shalt not, whatever, like thou shalt, like he's basically asking God, like, has he been holy enough? And he goes, Jesus is like, don't miss out, go home and sell all your possessions, give away all your money and then come follow me. And yeah. he leaves like, sad. Sad. yeah, sad. He's like, and can you imagine that sounds like the worst, like, luck ever, quote unquote, like if God were to take away all your possessions or take away all your, your money or have you sell all your wealth or everything that you've worked hard for, whatever it is. It makes me think of that. And then also makes me think of the, I always go back to the Beatitudes. I think it's my favorite, favorite part of the Bible. I could go back and sit in that for the rest of my life. Blessed are the poor in spirit are those who mourn or those who are meek. Are those who are prosecuted, persecuted, sorry, persecuted. Same, same. <laughs> um, it makes me think too, like, and how Jesus says, like, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. We don't say, Jesus, why weren't you more positive? Why don't you have more hope? <laughs> We're all like, Jesus, don't you know the plan? Don't you know the story? You you told the 12 disciples the story. Don't you know? You're coming back. You're going to be fine. Hmm. No, like we hear Jesus cry out and say that. Yeah. And I think it's, he's leaning into his humanness and we get to witness to him in the flesh. With us as human in that moment, in all of those moments, I don't know. It gives me the permission mm. to be just that much more human. And then us being more human, a lot like us truly living into our authenticity allows others to, right? Jesus, Jesus in, in his humanity, even as God made human, 
leaning into his humanity allows us to be more human and still be loved and still be seen and still be known. And as we, it's that ripple effect, as we do it, the people around us are like, oh, okay, okay. She's a hot mess. Maybe, maybe I can let a little my messy out there. And then the Lord begins healing things because they're brought into the light. I want to be like sadness. I've never even seen this movie and who would have thought I'm not already wanting to be just like joy. I want to be a little bit more like sadness. <laughs> you know, who walks over and sits there and says, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. We need both. Mm. We need the joy keepers. We need to experience sadness. I think like that's the point of the movie, right? It's like, we need all, we need all the feelings. <laughs> I actually, and now I want to ask my husband if he wants to, we were going to watch a movie tonight and make dinner I was like now I'm actually going to ask him if he wants to watch that movie it's so good it is good inside out okay it's on my list D what's in your brain I thought we have three more minutes I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> in my authenticity um and that I love you guys. This is very, really life-giving, you know, to be able to, one, be authentic, and two, kind of talk it out, you know. We don't get to, I don't get to have these conversations with everyone. So, um, thanks for giving me this space. Me too, friend. The good space. Good space. Lean on. Whoops. Sarah, will you work your healing words, your wonder words? Yeah, you'll be great. I love your wonder words. Mm. Yeah. Abba, tender, merciful Father, we come before you. Fully surrendered, fully human fully seen and known and loved by you, the one who created us and knit us together in our mama's wombs. God, I thank you. I thank you for safe space to gather with sisters and be. Lord, for everyone listening, I pray, Lord, that you would create safe space for them to be, to be fully known and seen and loved by you in the midst of community and in the midst of loneliness, God. Lord, thank you for being the almighty, the great I am. You are the healer. You are the, <laughs> the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the provider. You are mighty to save. And so, God, we praise you for being everything that we need in every situation. Jesus, we give you glory, honor, and all the praise. It's in your mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 And we love you, love you. Love you, love you. Miller, have fun editing that mess. Good luck with that. <laughs>
Friend, we're so glad you tuned in today. We hope this blessed you. See you again next time. Love you, love you. Love you, love you. <laughs> You're my favorite.